Blog Talk Radio. Uh-huh. What to know? Want to fly. Astrology. Baby, you fuck on my way. Give me love, don't delay. Only you make me sweat. Anytime you dare for me, back, Girl, I like your bum bum. Tell me where you come from. Take you to London. I go hold you down, no, baby, give me love. Baby, I didn't like your style Hold on to me so tight Give it to me day and night Give me love, give me loving, girl Want your love, want your loving, girl Give me love, give me loving, girl Girl, you know, say me, I want you Baby, give me love Ceremonies for this evening, Jonathan Coleman, aka some guy named Jay, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have a great show. So everybody, show some love to uh, our guest, Nima Shining Star L, who we'll bring on in just a second. But first, we're gonna bring on the uh, the host. This all right, JT. 
Good evening. What's up? What's going on, Jay? You know, just doing a show. You know how we do. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. What you said yeah. was true, man. We do have a dope, a dope show on, on deck tonight. Um, every each and every Tuesday night, man, we come on air with a digital meet and greet. It's another opportunity to network, um, conversate, talk, and, and come to um, you know <clears throat> learn something new. And uh, tonight, no different. And we, you know, our special guest in the building is uh, you know a creator, uh, <laughs> one of a kind. I mean, you're talking about you know so many different avenues of creativity and. And um, from painting to authoring to just everything, performing, um, at a high level, too. Um, you're talking about setting the tone and setting the bar. Um, and the only competition that she has is herself. Um, she's not worried about what's in the atmosphere. She continues to put in the atmosphere the legacy that she wants to leave. And once you get that part of it, you know, everything is going to flow. Everything is going to come even more natural when you're creating like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the interview tonight. And it's just, um, it's going to be dope. I mean, really pay attention and, uh, you know, tune in because you're going to get some gems tonight in this interview. And when I talk about legacy and when you talk about really moving and making, you know, black history is every day. And we'll have another example of that tonight. Oh, yes, true indeed. True indeed. Claps ain't coming. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to get into all the crowns that Nima wears. You know, she wears many crowns. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, I don't know why the claps are not working, but it's all good. We'll just have to do it manually with our actual hands instead of the sound effect. Um, I, I don't see Nima... Uh, Nima, if you're streaming from your phone, just press one, and we'll bring you on in. You know, we're ready to talk. Hey, Jay, to you. how was the weekend, man? Oh yeah, I had an excellent weekend. You know, um, how about yourself? I'm great, man. I was going to um, ask you. You've been on a couple of shows um, over the last couple of days. I'm going to ask you how those experiences were for you, man. I mean, real dope content um, for the shows that I actually was able to hear you on, man. I asked you how that how, how those experiences were for you. Oh, I, I I was on some shows. <laughs> uh, uh, not this yeah, weekend. Yeah, interview um, last week on a dope dope platform. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. I was on um, part pardon me, pardon me. That was yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a, that was uh yeah the uh, the other week I was on I was a guest on the intellectual. Petty Radio Show. You know, I'm gonna give a shout out to to, to Joseph Boyd for that. Yeah, that was a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, okay, the clap still ain't working, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Intellectually Petty Radio for allowing me on their platform and and, and speaking. You know, it's a, it's definitely great. I got the if you if you follow me on Facebook, I have the link pinned at the top, and I was also a panelist, um, also a couple of weeks ago on um. Boston, the city, they have a segment called "It's yeah. Your Time for Comedy," and I was yeah. I was one of the panelists. That's that's that may be the one you saw, right? 
I hear the yeses. <laughs> yeah, I um, actually listened to both of those last week. So, yeah, they. I guess that's why I said a couple of shows. But, yeah, I mean, he did a great job, man. I mean, everything was dope. Oh, yes, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you listened. Um, and I know you were on several good shows as well, you know, and you got you have one coming up, right? Um, with the uh, the kings, the kings of the community, King Panel, King Panel, King's Panel, King's Panel. Are, um, no, on the 26th, yeah, the King's Panel, um, uh, also along with some dope, dope guys. The first of um, a few that we're doing this year, we kick it off on the 26th at 7 30, but uh, part of a dope, uh, panel last night uh, with, with Tiffany Brown um, hosting in the private room. Um, our advocates, our wives, you know, uh, have some real dope people in the building on that one. That was pretty cool. And then I was in the art room with Nima Sunday night, which was cool. So we had a dope time with that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the last couple of days have been really, um, really cool with some cool content. And then me and Ali did um, making connections, inspirational Mondays. Um, this past, you know, this past Monday. So, a lot of content in the atmosphere. A lot of, a lot of stuff for people to check out. Go back and uh, check out the podcast of those shows because it's some real great content in all of those shows. And uh, what we'll just do is just to be doing it. Um, it's a lot of gems in there. And it was dope experiences on all those platforms. So, just like tonight, we just, we just paving the way. For um, knowledge and continue to move forward with all the things that we have going on. Oh yes, true indeed, true indeed. Yes, so everybody check out the shows that JT and I have been on recently, and uh, you're gonna get some gems either way, and and the upcoming ones as well that JT is on. You know. Yes, and you know, and every Monday with on um, making connections. Well, every first and third Monday? I'm on every fourth Monday, but of course, Making Connections is on every Saturday at 12 noon and every Monday at 2 p.m. You can catch brand new episodes of Making Connections Live. Definitely, definitely. Yes, you all should definitely check that out. And uh, this weekend on Making Connections, shout out to Allie, Clayton Savage. Clayton Savage will be a guest. Clayton Savage was also recently a guest here on the digital meet and greet. So definitely support him on that platform as well. Ali's going to get, you know, ask some good questions and uh, he's going to get to promote his upcoming singles. Um, okay. I apologize, everyone. We had some technical technical difficulties. That's why the clap wouldn't work. And that's why we couldn't bring on Nima, but now we can bring her on. Now I see everything's working in the switchboard. So let's go on ahead and bring on Nima. Hey Nima. y'all! Hey y'all! Hey y'all! <laughs> hey! Oh, yeah, everything's working. I was working here. Now. I was listening. I was here listening. Oh yes, great. Well, you know, you know Thank how the show goes. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> oh yes. Thank you for being here. Always. You know. Every time we meet you. Well, it's an honor and it's a pleasure. And I'm going to tell you, I can't lie, I'm kind of nervous. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. I really don't. But I'm nervous. I'm actually sitting here sipping on um, some Jim Bean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get in the mood for the show. 
Um, right, well, right. I'm like, why am I nervous? I don't know, but it's all good. Yeah, you always talk to us. <laughs> you, you was on last week. I, I mean, as a, as a caller. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's different, though. It's different. It hit different today, but I'm good. Oh, yeah, because, you know, the spotlight's on you today. You know, right, it was a big move right. last week. Yes, and got some people, got some new listeners, and people want to know who you are. Okay, all right. Well. Definitely. So uh, before JT sits you in the hot seat, I just want to let everybody know if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that and you don't have the number in front of you, that number is 929-477-3872. And then press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Nima Shining Star L. We're not going to wait too long to bring on callers. I know you all like to hang up and get out of the queue if you're waiting too long. So we're going to start taking calls early. So even if JT's in the middle of a question, well, we're not going to we're going to let JT finish. But uh, after Nima answers, and if you want to jump on, we're just going to ahead and bring you on. So, uh, so yeah, you can you can you know jump in anytime you guys want to. Just press one, and we'll bring you on into the uh, you know into the conversation for a while. And if you're streaming from your phone, that means you've already dialed the number. Just press one, and we'll bring you on, so we can keep the conversation going. All right. All right, JT, here she goes. All right. Definitely, y'all. First and foremost, let me give let me welcome the audience to the digital meet and greet tonight. Um you one of your you one of your hosts, JT. I uh, just want to say if you're streaming and you just want to listen tonight, that's okay. Because it's an epic show. Again, it's a lot, you know, a lot to take in. I understand that hey, you know, everybody don't wanna get one and it's okay. Just listen to the show, enjoy the content. Leave a com- leave a comment, you know what I'm saying? Or or let us know how you feel, how you think the show's going. It's all good too. In the show tonight, it's only right that we welcome on our special guest tonight, Nina Shining Star L. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Hey y'all. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. I'm excited, like I said. Um, I'm a little nervous, but it's okay. I'm open to answer questions, um, but before I before I do anything, I just want to say that I am um, I'm definitely definitely uh, thankful that the Most High gave me a voice to use and gave me the tools to help me you know get that voice out. And I'm grateful that He has put people in my circle or my team, you know, my family, my children, you know. My, my best friend, my, you know, friends that I've made over the years, my publisher, OMG, my publisher, my manager, <laughs> who endures so much drama from me, from changing my book covers to changing my pieces to every other week, I'm telling him I'm never going to write again. I'm never going to paint again. Um, you know, Brother Bornfree, um, who actually – was interviewed. I interviewed him in my first book, Poems, Quotes, and Thoughts Provoked. And um, that was such a dope interview. He blessed me with that. And since then, he's like, yo, the ball is in your court. Take the shot. I've been taking a shot, and I'm just very um, thankful that he has supported me and, and done everything and endured the drama and the trauma that is Nima and um and still going strong so you can definitely reach out to him if you need to when you want to at 
therealborefree at gmail.com. So, on that note, <laughs> let's get it. Cool. And for our audience that is just tuning in for the first time tonight and those that are um, regulars, um, introduce yourself um, to our digital meet and greet audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Nima, that is me. Um from Elladelph, the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, born and bred, um, writer, poet, spoken word artist, um, nabstract artist, uh, which is I'm a painter. And what I decided to do was take abstract paintings and give it a twist and take the first letter of my name, Nima, and put it to abstract. So you have nabstract, but it's with two Bs, not one. It's with two Bs. Um, storyteller. Um, wow. What else? A photographer. <laughs> so I definitely wear many, many hats. Um, I'm an advocate, domestic violence advocate. Uh, wow. I wear a lot of hats. I think the most important hats, though, would be human being, would be mother, would be grandmother, would be black woman. Um, those are some of my uh, most important hats. But, um, yeah, so I, I think I've covered everything, but I'm here to add to the world. I'm here to, as my manager and uh, team and all around, one man army would say, um, and I believe that he quoted, I believe, I don't want to, make a mistake and say he quoted uh, Karis one. I don't, it could be his quote or his verse, but I'm here to add a verse to the universe. So <laughs> that's what I am doing. Um, and on another note, if you love hip hop, I am out here to rock the world while it's still here to rock. That's what I'm doing. And I hope that you guys enjoy the ride. I think that's, yeah, that's it. That's it. Dope. Dope indeed. So we're going to get to know uh, Nina Shana Sariel tonight. And we're going to break the ice with this question right here. When did you first discover that you had a creative niche uh, for writing, painting, creating? What was that feeling like, and when did you first discover that? I discovered that in fourth grade. Um, I've told this story a number of times, but I love telling it. So in fourth grade, um, I wrote a story um, on line paper. It was like white line paper. I'm old school um, when I was in elementary school. So I'm 52, okay? So that's how far back it goes. So in fourth grade, we used to have line paper that they used to give us in school to write with. And I wrote a story. I took like six sheets of paper, stapled them together, and wrote a story and it was called The Mall. Now, mind you, I've never been to a mall at this time, okay, in fourth grade. So I think I was like 10, 11, something like that, nine maybe. Never been to a mall, but I heard about it, and I wrote a story about a little girl getting lost in the mall. It was really good, and um, I realized I enjoyed the story. And then after that, uh, same grade, fourth grade, I wrote a song called I Will Get Revenge On You. Um, I don't know why in fourth grade I wrote this song, but the verse was, um, I can't remember all of it, but it was, 
You don't know how hard I've tried to love you. Still, you broke my heart in two. I'll get revenge on you. That was the hook. Um, in fourth grade, I don't know why, but I wrote it. And so I realized then, like, hey, I like this. There's something to this. And then I realized with poetry, I can, not that this is a good thing, but it's better than real life. So my thing was, um, because I was bullied, so I used to write the bullies in my story and in my poems and do things to them in my stories and my poetry, not in real life, but in my story. And it made me feel better. It was like therapeutic for me. Um, you can't do that now because that's a whole different situation. But back then I could do it, take it home, read it, smile about it, then rip it up and throw it in the trash and that be that and just feel much better coming to school the next day when I hear somebody calling me a name, I would think in my head, like, man, I think I killed you like three times last night. It's okay, though. So that's when I realized I had a neck for something, and I loved it. And as far as painting goes, I used to draw, um, I was infatuated with Spider-Man, not this new Spider-Man, but back in the day when it came on TV every afternoon, a cartoon, and I used to draw spider webs like maybe two or three composition notebooks and filled these books up with colorful spider webs. And I would color so hard on the pages that it felt really smooth. I don't know if you understand what that means, but if you press down on a crayon really, really hard and you keep coloring over the same place, it feels like silk after a while. So I would, I was infatuated and I don't know obsessed with drawing these things. So I think that's when it that's when it hit me. Fourth grade and I started doing all these different things. So Yeah. That's dope. That's I mean <laughs> to to discover that at an early age and to be able to build off of that is amazing. And you also mentioned something important. Writing is therapeutic. Reading is therapeutic. Gaining knowledge is therapeutic. All these things can can get us to the place of coping with what we what we are dealing with. What are we trying to move past the storm that um, is in our life? So you in in just that statement, you drop several ways to combat, to deal with, to go at the different challenges that we face as young people uh, growing up. And even in adulting, you know, we're challenged with different things. And so you're given different avenues of how to channel your emotions and not just let them fester inside and being able to get that out. So definitely appreciative on that. It gives me, it pushes me to my next question. What is the okay. best advice that you receive from your mother? Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, you get me emotional. The best advice that I receive from my mother actually comes every single day. Um, She's always telling me to make sure that I take a deep breath, um, to make sure that I remember that I have a purpose and that everybody will not see things the way you see it. And that's okay. It doesn't make you right. It doesn't make you wrong. Everybody sees things. We can all see the same thing and have a different story. Um, but just make sure that you know what your story is and make sure you tell it. So she's telling me that every single day, but she also encourages me to continue to write and, you know, 
just her telling me that she's proud of me and her saying that she appreciates me and she loves me and talking about me to different people and telling me never stop, keep going, that that is the best advice. That's the advice that she gives me every single day when she either calls me, leaves me a voicemail, or texts me. Um, and I, yeah, and I, I, I love her. I love her very much. Don't get me emotional. I'm not trying to uh, be on here crying, okay? But love my mommy. <laughs> the support, the encouragement, the upliftment um, from a mother is something that is just understood what that means. And when you receive it in its consistency or when it comes, it comes right on time. And it's built a certain yeah. way because she is one of the first people to discover and know that you were born to be someone special. And you are somebody in this life. And to get that encouragement and that love and that reaffirming that I've seen this the moment that you were born into this world, it is confirmation of the strength and the love that was built and designed within you. So it's one of the reasons why I asked this question, and it's also one of the reasons why I bounced to my next question. As a mother and a grandmother, what do you feel like is some of the best advice that you have given your children? The best advice that I could give my children is be true to yourself. Be true to yourself, you know, and you can hear people out, but do not compromise your integrity. Do not compromise your self-worth for anybody. Whether, I mean, you can love them, you can be in love with them, you can, whatever the case may be, but do not compromise your integrity or your soul or your spirit or your energy for, for anyone. Um, and then along with that, to just, rem- you know, for them to do their best to remember that they are worthy. And I tell a lot of people that, but I tell my children that every day I send my, my two oldest children a text message and I say, hey, I love you. Be safe. Trust no one. Watch your surroundings and remember to try to have a great day. Um, And that, you know, I also tell them when God wakes you up and blesses you with another day, that's another day that you have to follow your dreams, chase your dreams, catch your dreams, and make your dreams possible. And it's another chance to do what's right. So um, actually I tell that to my children and my granddaughter. So, yeah, so that's the best advice. That's the best advice that I could give them. Just brought it all the way full circle because what your mother pours into you, you and Tail had done the same thing in pouring in that next generation that you birthed and then the generation after that as well. That is so dope on so many different levels. It leads me um, to the next question, which at this point in the interview, I would be like, hey, you know what? We got the Florida Poetry Show on Big Blue Radio. You'd be more than welcome to come on and go. <laughs> on over, but it's a little different with you because you and I went through that process, and yet um, when it happened, not only were you came on as a guest, but you came on as a co-host after that, and you've been on Big Blue Radio ever since, so it's a little bit different. So this is the moment where Big Blue Radio gives the flowers 
um, and how we feel about Nima Simon, Simon Saw L. I'll just say from the first time that you ever came on, you blessed us with uh, a, a spoken word, with a poetry, and you revealed to the world your books and and what what you were pouring into the atmosphere. You blessed us as a radio station. You blessed us as a show. You blessed um, myself, Corey Woods, Nyana Renee, JB, um, you know, those that were in the midst of what we were doing um, when you first came on, and you made uh, made it amazing. And you brought all of your energy and your persona um, to life, to you know, to our platform. And we've been blessed to just create episode after episode after episode and and shows have been birthed off of it and segments have came from it. Um, we're forever grateful for what you have poured into Big Woo Radio and and what we have created has become a bond for life. And we continue to make and create legacy. What's in textbooks and what is on history channels and things of that nature Nima Shining Star L, you have brought all of those things to life, and you will forever live in the Hall of Fame on Big Woo Radio in the Hall of Fame of life. You have uh, bestowed something, a gift upon us that words will never be able to really shape what that really means. We're just forever grateful and thankful for your presence, for your input, for your insight, for your creativity, for what you have poured. Um, especially on the Florida Poetry Show, what you gave, and you know, on your time of brutally honest, and coming back on the on the Florida Poetry Show and just revitalizing Black in Effect and dropping your um, you know, your poetry each and every week. Um, it, we we just we 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 just um, an amazement each and every time out, you know. You know, we create a show, and, and for me personally, um, we've seen it just formulate over the past eight years and coming to its own, and to be able to have you here tonight on Digital Meet and Greet, and be able to give your flowers and let you know that you're, you're cemented um, in your spot, in your position, um, you set the tone, and in setting the tone, you you made an impact that is forever imprinted on anybody that ever listened to a show on Big Wool Radio, ever listened to the Florida Poetry Show, and ever heard a piece, a word that you dropped um, on those shows. Um, they they were the the blessed ones because they got to hear. Um, a lot of people talk about Maya Angelou. And, and, you know, people that came before us, but we talk about Nima Shining Star Ed. You know, you to us is magnificent and just everything that they talk about and those those that they put up on lights and cameras, that's how we see you. You are our hero. You are our shining star. You are more than a poet. You are a human being with so much humility wears a heart on her sleeve and has poured her energy into Nima and Nima Girl Productions, all the books that you have out, pouring into you know, your grandchildren, your your grandchild, your your children. Just continuing to receive that love and building a team around you is gonna help you be successful and continue
continuing to blaze the path of legacy and in knowing when your name is mentioned, we'll never dumb down what it means, forever lift up the fact that you was never made to fit in. You was always born to stand out. We appreciate you. We love you. And we are thankful to have you in the presence on Big Wood Radio and as co-host on the Flow Eddie Poetry Show. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I... <sighs> okay. Wow. First of all, thank you so very much for all of that. Um, I truly appreciate that. I am so at a loss, which is weird. I'm so at a loss for words, but just allow me to say thank you to all of you. Thank you to everyone listening right now. Thank you to everyone that will call in, won't call in, listen to it later, however it goes. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And it was a pleasure and an honor to be invited um, to Big Radio in the first place as a guest. Um, Wow. And the first day I came on was so awesome. And then after that, to be asked to come back, it was just like a, a perfect uh, picture. It was just like a picture in a frame. It was like, this is my family right here. This is my extended family. This is where I belong. This is this feels right. You know, it's a perfect fit. You know, I felt like these are my brothers and my sister. Um, these are my family members. And you guys made it so comfortable and allowed me the space to do what I do and gave me the platform and with everything that I do, you know, um, you guys opened the door for me to do that, you know, with you guys. You know, you've actually introduced me to so many people that I call my friends now because of Big Wool Radio. And I've had people inbox me and thank us for shows on domestic violence and child abuse and at times we did missing children's updates. So all of this, you know, we're touching so many people and we're sharing so much information. And I'm just so grateful um, for those flowers because we do often give flowers when people are no longer here. But I know at Big Blue Radio and, and Jonathan, um, we all, we're all family and we all make sure that we give flowers to people while they can smell them. Um, I know that for a fact. Jonathan, you talk about it all the time. JT, Big Woo, JB, Nyana, all of us, we talk about this all the time. So I am grateful for those flowers, and they smell wonderful. And thank you so very much. I'm so appreciative and so grateful and so honored. And a little choked up. <laughs> but, yeah, but that, yeah, that's it. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Wow. Oh, Okay. I'm not getting emotional. Nope, nope, nope. Let's go. I'm not getting emotional. Emotional, let's go. We're going to go to the next question. <laughs> oh, gosh. Definitely. Mm. Dope, dope. Um, I want to ask you before I kick it back to the day, um, how did you feel when you seen the spotlight that dropped a few days ago on BlackRobs.com? What was your initial reaction when you seen that um, come to life in reality? Talk about the initial reaction. My reaction, my first reaction was, wait, what? That's how, that was my first reaction. I was like, wait, what? 
Oh, wow. Okay. And then, of course, I looked and said, oh, thank God they used a great picture. I like this picture. <laughs> but then I was like, wow, that's a huge, uh, you know, a huge honor because there are a lot of members. You know, Jonathan has, you know, put this thing together from scratch. And, and you know, like I said, I don't know how many other people um, – help in getting it started, but I was always under the impression that, you know, Brother Jonathan, you know, started this um, from the muscle, you know, by himself and then pulled other people in. So, but I know that is a huge platform and so many people all over follow, read, listen, you know, send their information. So I was like, okay, this is a big deal. I felt like I just won some type of Award, which I really did. This is this is actually an award. You know what I mean? This is like receiving an award and getting on stage and making a speech and trying to remember your speech and not fumble and try to get it out before the people at the teleprompter or the people in the music department start playing the music for you to cut it short. Like this is really what this feels like. So at this moment, I feel, you know, when I saw that, I felt like those that came before me. I felt like, wow, this is a privilege, an honor. Make it the best um, interview possible. You know, try not to get choked up. So I'm talking to myself, you know, saying, don't forget to say this. Don't forget to say that. Yes, be yourself, but don't forget this, you know. So with without taking anything away from any of the wonderful black sisters that I've watched over the years except the wards, at this moment, at this time, I am Angela Bassett, okay? <laughs> I am in this moment. She is the queen. That's right, she girl. She is all of that. <laughs> she is all that and then some. So, And she's older than me, so I have to give that respect. So I am standing on her shoulders. That's that's what I'm doing. So that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Dope indeed. Uh, definitely well-deserved. I was very proud to read and see and um, to continue to see the flowers being given. It was an amazing thing. So dope first half of the interview. Um, amazing. And at this time, I'm going to kick it to my tag team partner, some guy named Jay. Oh, yes. Oh, Aww. yes. Def- oh, yes. Definitely shout out to blackvibes.com. Um, now, you know, blackvibes.com, that platform was started by Marshall Lyons III. Uh, you know, I, I know Blacktopia and Black Vibes have the same kind of uh, kind of interval and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, same blackness. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely shout out to, uh, what's that name of? I'm laughing. I said the blackness. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, definitely shout out to Marshall Lyons the third and everybody over at Black Vibes. You know, everybody is, it, might as well say it's, it's all one big umbrella, all blackness, you know, black people support, black people showcasing black excellence, you know. Um, oh, yes, oh, yes. Definitely, definitely. Um. Now, if anybody else wants to ask questions, you're welcome to do so. We have Nima Shining Star L, as you know, on the on the program. If you want to talk to her, if you're streaming from an app 
or a third-party website or a link or anything like that and you don't have the number in front of you, that number is 929-477-3872, and then press 1. We'll bring you on. If you're streaming from your phone already, that means you've already dialed the number, so all you have to do is just press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Neiman, Nima Shining Star Ale, all right? And I know a lot of people are just streaming, but we definitely encourage you all to uh, – it's, it's cool. Listening's cool, you know, but, you know, we also want to encourage you all to uh, interact with the guests, too, because, you know, that's why we also do it. It's a meet and greet, you know, so it's your turn, your time to meet and network and rub elbows and call in and say, hey, uh, Nima, I'm a fellow poet, too, uh, how can I get something published, or I'd like to collaborate, or where can I get some art pieces? Da da da. You know, hey, I'm I'm in Philadelphia. Could you could you uh, could you shoot us? You know, could you get your camera out and get some scenes with us? You know, whatever whatever would Nima whatever you want to do. The time is yours. You know, and while we're waiting for people to jump into the queue, Nima, of course, I have some questions. Uh, okay. Well, I got some some. In addition to the questions, also I have some. Uh, some declarations as well. Just want to let everybody know that's listening and Nima. And although y'all saw the Black Vibes article uh, this week, you'll see some more articles featuring Nima on some other platforms as well. So definitely stay tuned. If you want to check those out, definitely follow or you know follow the Blacktopia Facebook group or the Media Blast Facebook group, or you can follow Jonathan Coleman. I'll be posting those updates on Nima you know, for the upcoming month, you know, next couple of weeks. So, um, and plus follow Nima on Instagram as well to check out her art and everything she has, plus the art room at Nima, N-I-M-A, or, wait a minute, I'm saying it right, right, hold up, Nima. Uh, Nima, shout your Instagram out for us and make sure I don't get it wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, it's Nima underscore L on um what well, I do. So it's N I M A underscore E L. Definitely, definitely. Yes. I was saying it right. So definitely go 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 check go follow her so you can check out the art room. So I have some questions of my own. They're actually follow ups to some of the things that J T asked and some of the things you've already said. Um now about your art. And I remember mm-hmm. I know you said you uh you like to draw, you know, you, you start off drawing Spider Man and, and you know, and his amazing friends and all that stuff. Uh, and now, mostly your uh, art, as you said, it's, it's uh, Nabstract, Nima and yes. Abstract, and most of your pieces I see, so you know you don't really do a lot of realism and stuff or, or, or people right. and things, but right. would you consider doing, doing things like that in the future, like with your art, or you just do what comes to you? You know what? I do what comes to me, but that is something that I'm thinking about because I've had a couple of people ask me. Um, they've seen some other things that I've done, and they're like, oh, okay, so you do do other things. I'm like, yeah, but I like to do what comes to me. And I, I find that when I do what comes to me, people, you know, they gravitate to it more. And it's, a, it's something that you don't have to be – I don't want to say stuck with. But like, for instance, I've had some people – um, get some artwork for their living room, their living room space and their dining room space. And they don't have to have a particular thing on their wall. They just give me normally their uh, their colors or their schemes. And I usually do two or three pieces and say, okay, I'm going to give you three different choices. And you tell me what you like or what you love. 
And that usually works. It's been working really, really, really well for me. So I'm kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I do want to get into other things a little later on after I get beyond what I'm doing right now. So right now I'm in, I'm stuck in this phase. I'm happy to be stuck in this phase and it works for me. Um, but in the future I will, you know, investigate doing that. But the good thing is, is that, you know, I do have other folks in my circle, my very immediate circle that do that um, all day, every day. So, you know, one particular young lady, um, she is fire. She She's in college right now. Um, and she actually uh, has done book covers uh, for certain people, but she is fire, and I actually have purchased one of her paintings. And, um, yeah, and she does animation. I mean, she's just a genius. So, but, um, yeah, so I definitely have a couple people in my circle that people can reach out to, but I am definitely in my creative zone, and I love this zone, if that answers your question. Oh yes, oh yes, and so okay. like as you're saying, and you, it does answer the question. But as far as the uh, the, the people in your creative zone, like if, like if they wanted to get something that you that's you just kind of send them send people to them. That's to my understanding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If they you know if they went through my catalog and they said, well, this is great, but do you have you know this is what I'm looking for? Then I definitely will reach out actually to this young lady first. She will be the first one. Um, that I would reach out to. In fact, she is my, my manager's daughter. She is uh, Brother Borenfree's daughter, um, and she is fire. She's a, she's a genius. And, I mean, at a very young age, she was doing work that looks like it needs to sit in a museum. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, and she stays booked all the time. You know, people are always, you know, getting her to do work. So my thing is that's the first, that would be my first stop point blank period. You know what I mean? If somebody wanted something, I would have to reach out to her. Ah, okay, okay. Um so so a writer or like a let's say an indie comic book publisher wanted uh somebody to um you know the the, the to do the penciling for the characters and things like that and, and I guess you know the the illustrations for the comic book with that Oh, I would definitely would reach something. out to her. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yep, ah. absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Um, do you have anything on Etsy as far as your art? You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so, but let me not don't quote me. I have to I have to check. Don't quote me on that. I have to check and get back to you. I would definitely have to check with management. Because I don't keep track of a lot of things, and I don't. Sometimes he makes moves that I will find out about later, and I'm like, "Oh wow, look what I look what happened. Look what I got. Look who called me. Look who did this. Look who did that." And he's like, "Yeah, this is what I did. This is where I put you, and this is what happened." So sometimes he's making moves behind the scenes for you know for my benefit and for the benefit of the team, and I'm like, "Okay, so don't quote me on that, but I will get back to you on that." Okay, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, well, actually, that 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 actually canceled out the follow the other question. <laughs> um, okay, I'm well, glad I can see how good that worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. All right. So, uh, if anybody's streaming, if you have any questions as well, 
Nima is an open book. Also, speaking of open books, Nima, let everybody know where they can get your latest books and what those latest book releases are. Oh, right, 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 right. So, see, that's what happens when you're sipping on Jim Bean. Okay. So, <laughs> my two latest books, you can actually find all of my books on Amazon. You can go to Amazon.com um, books and um, order all of my books. Or you can inbox myself, um, Nima Shining Star L on Facebook, Nima underscore L on IG. Or um, for the latest uh, two books, you can actually uh, reach out to therealbornfree at gmail.com, my management team. So the latest, the two latest books are, the first one is Until the Pencil Breaks, Until the Ink Runs Out. That poetry book or that book of poetry uh, is extra special to me because it has poetry that was dedicated um, to the book by my two daughters, my oldest son, my mother, and my granddaughter. So in that book, in the beginning of the book, you will find pieces by Lexis Mercedes Harris. You will find pieces by Robin Denise Langley. You will find pieces by Ish the God, who um, I actually co-wrote a book with, Nima's Nightmares. That's my oldest son. Um, you will find pieces in there by Jahara Nima Williams, who's my granddaughter, and Patricina Brown, who's my mother. So um, this was a family collaboration, family effort. They dedicated some pieces. Um, but so that book is very, very special to me. And like I said, it's entitled Until the Pencil Breaks, Until the Ink Runs Out. Because when you're a writer, whatever you're writing, you write until you can't write anymore. Okay? Writing helps you on so many different levels. Like we said earlier, it's therapeutic. Um, you can practice your writing skills, even if it's not about therapy. Practice your writing skills. You're learning new words. You're researching definitions when you're writing. So it helps your cognitive skills as well, um, your fine motor skills because you're using your hands. But you write until the pencil breaks. When your pencil breaks, that's it. When the ink runs out on the pen, that's it. Yes, you can get a different pen. Yes, you can buy another pencil. But the point is write until those tools you cannot, you cannot use anymore. You can no longer use. That's the first book. Um, the second book is entitled Sometimes in the Light. And that is not a book of poetry, but it's a, a page turner. So there's everyday inspiration. You can call it an inspiration book. You can call it a, a self-help book. You can call it a, a survival's guide, actually, because every single day, oh, that's funny. That's funny because I just actually, yeah, Brother Boy Free has a book called Survivor's Guide. Okay, anyway, but <laughs> that's all good. But every day there's a page to turn to that you can read to yourself or someone else. In fact, if I may, is it okay if I read one of those pages? Oh, yes, go ahead, definitely. You sure can. Okay. All right, I'm just going to open the book up just um, sometimes in the light. So, for instance, okay, day 20. So it goes from day one to day 74. And day 20, I just opened the book up. It says, good day. Joy is as simple as a sunset or a sunrise, as simple as a walk in the park. 
as simple as a first appropriate kiss. Joy is hard to come by. Find it in small spaces whenever possible. Now, this this particular day is so important because sometimes when people think of joy, they think you have to be jumping up and down or going to a party or something major has to be um, happening for you to be happy. You can find joy in the smallest things because if we're constantly looking for that big bang, that 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 big uh you know that big party, the big pop, champagne bubbles, and everything, you may walk around depressed. You may never find it. So you have to remember that first of all, God woke you up, okay. But look at the sun. Everybody can't see a sunset. Everybody can't see a sunrise. There are people walking around that have no eyesight. There are people that have been incarcerated for years that haven't seen a sunset or a sunrise in in forever. So these are the things, the little things that we take for granted, but it can be so beautiful. I myself, I purposely watch sunrises whenever I can. I watch sunsets whenever possible. As simple as a walk in the park, I have taken off my shoes and my socks and walked around barefoot in the park. I felt the blades of grass between my toes, sometimes after rain. Those are simple things that everybody does not have the privilege to enjoy. There are people with that have been born with no feet. There are people that have had their feet amputated because of diseases. So we should take nothing for granted. And anything that God blesses us with is a joy. So it's important to, you know, Remember those things. And when we're so busy in the hustle and bustle that is us, sometimes we don't think about that. And I do. I try my best to think about it every day. So I wanted to put that in the book so we could all remind ourselves, like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? And and um, there's a page, okay, day 43. It says, discover you. Sometimes we're so busy wrapped up into celebrities and our neighbors and everybody else that we forget about ourselves. You look in the mirror and say, oh, wow, there's a new wrinkle. Oh, wow, I have a mole on my cheek. Where did that come from? Or, oh, wow, I'm beautiful. Or, oh, wow, I'm still standing after all the drama, all the trauma. Those are blessings. So, you know, you have to discover that. And, every, you know, people think that, oh, it's such an easy thing to do, but it's not. So this book, sometimes in the light, sheds light, pardon the pun, sheds light on just that. You know, it reminds you, the reader, to remember those things about yourself or share them with other people. So you guys can go to Amazon.com, like I said, and get all of my books. I believe I have about 15. This is number 15 for me, 15 books published. So you can go to Amazon.com, get any one of my books, or you can inbox me and um you can get an autographed copy. Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how that works. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm unmuted. Let me see. You're good. Hello? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Nima, definitely. Thank you for that. Um, as you said, you can get a book on. Oh, yes. As she said, you can get all her books on Amazon. You can also go to her link tree. Um, she had, you know, follow her on all social media, and you can, you know, inbox or DM her and uh, get autographed copies and 
Also, if you want to talk to her tonight, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link and you don't have the number in front of you, that number is 929-477-3872, and then press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Nima Shining Star Ale. You know, she's, a, she's, a, she's another everythingist. <laughs> From from artist to poet, <laughs> yeah. she does a little bit of everything. Another everything. <laughs> yeah. Can I give a shout out? Can I give a shout out, Jonathan? Is that possible? Uh, let me screen them. Who you want to talk? To? Who you want to give a shout out to first? Oh, okay, no, nah, nah, you know. <laughs> no, they're not coming. They're not coming on. I just want to know. They're not coming on. I just want no, to no, give I, a shout out. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, to my can. my baby girl Lexis. My baby girl Lexis. Um, who's listening? She texted me three times, like, "Is your mic on?" I'm like, "Yes, it's on." <laughs> she was like, you, "I'm not, you know, I'm not coming on." I said, "I know." She's like, "I'm just, we're we're listening." I'm like, "I know." So, hi, Lexi, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. But they are welcome to come on if they want to. Because <laughs> you know, we... yeah, no, I already know. My family's like, "We're not coming on. We're the, we're just listening. We don't." But I, I like I said, I appreciate you having me on. Um this is a this is a wonderful, wonderful um opportunity and um oh and I just wanna let everybody know that I write all genres. Um because I do have people in my inbox asking me or saying, Oh, this is the book that I want but you only write this and no, I write some of everything. I wrote a children's book. Um, but we'll talk about that another time because, yeah, we have to redo that one. But anyway, um, I write every genre. So there's erotic, over-the-top erotic. Um, sometimes some people say a little too erotic, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I write some of everything. There's there's not a situation that I do not write for. So there's something for everyone. There's upliftment. There's encouragement. There's uh, suspense and horror and love and sympathy and um, knowledge and just some of everything. I try to make sure that I cover everything. And it's very easy because I write whatever pops into my head. Um, and the short stories, you know, the short stories as well. Um, I even write horror. Like I said, I co-wrote a book with my son, It's the God, and it's entitled Nima's Nightmares with a Twisted Mind. Um that is definitely, definitely a good book. So no matter what the holiday is, if you're a person that likes to buy books for holidays, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Valentine's Day is coming up. You can definitely jump in my inbox and say, hey, I need something for my wife, my husband, my boyfriend, girlfriend, my lover, whatever. My jump off, whatever you want to do, um, there's something for everyone. If you want horror, some people like to do that when it's close to Halloween, that's all good. Um, there's books, you know, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? and Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? Those are definitely good books. I encourage people to get them. It's um, full of upliftment, encouragement, and positive energy dedicated to black men and black women all over the world. The Peace King, Can You Hear Me? book came out of the holiday that I created with my manager, um, it's called Love Thy Brother Day. It's on June the 8th. Yes, it's a holiday. Love Thy Brother Day, June 8th, all over the world. And it was created to show love, support, um, and encourage every black man around the world to just remind them and show them that somebody does love you. We do care about you. 
we believe in you, we have faith in you, um, and we want to walk beside you, not behind you, and that you definitely are important because sometimes we have people that are never told that, and then we wonder why we have monsters in these streets. If you have someone that's never had a hug, never been encouraged in a positive way, never been told that they're worthy or loved, never had a hug, never felt true love without any underlying hidden agenda, then, you know, this is what happens. These are some of the things. Yes, we know mental health, all those things are going on and, you know, but that's a big thing. You know, we have to get back to love. Um, I believe Stevie Wonder said it best. Love is in need of love today. Okay, don't delay, send yours in right away. We need love. So that's what the Peace King book and the holiday uh, was created for and about. So I just wanted to say that because it's very important. Oh, yes. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thanks, Rose. Oh, yes. All right. Um, if you're streaming from your phone, just press 1. We'd love to talk to you. Just press 1 if you're streaming from your phone. We're talking to Nima Shining Star L tonight, and she's talking about her books and all other projects, her history and everything. So you're welcome to join the conversation. If you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that and you don't have that number in front of you, that number is 929 Four seven seven three eight seven two, and then press one. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, JT, so I'm, I'm gonna bring you back. Oh yes, thank you as well. Thank you for being here. Oh, yeah, definitely. You. Um, appreciate our audience that is listening in tonight. Uh, big shout out to my man, Dr. Jared Fight. Big Woo Radio fam in the building. Appreciate you. Um, listening in, Nima. I'm gonna ask something of you that you should be very accustomed uh, to. And that is, you've been on with us for over an hour, and I think really? it's overdue. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I think it's overdue, and in the words of Big Woo, it wouldn't be right if you didn't bless us with a piece. Oh, okay, cool. You know what? That would be an honor. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. So um, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to read a piece called who I was, and that's actually out of one of my new books, Until the Pencil Breaks, Until the Ink Runs Out. Um, that's funny because I usually do better freestyling, but I'm going to read this because this is a very important one. Who I was. Who I was. <laughs> See, I was afraid of my own shadow. It chased me. But you know what? I'm not going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about her since that's who I was. Uh, it catches her and forces her to dance. She brings smiles to invisible faces. Strangers to her eyes, they smile and watch her perform, praying she never wakes up from her state of ignorance. They watch invisible strings of the puppet master. Her strings are pulled. She wonders when she will find a piece of her soul. Will it ever happen? There's a voice trapped in her throat, but it can't seem to come out. Her voice could be loud and proud if she released it. But 
They think she's crazy when she speaks. <laughs> she got a problem. Oh, emotional when she feels like sharing. Now she locks her words away. Her writing, she hides in a closet. She throws them into the fire, but one day she will cut the strings of the puppet master and dance uncontrollably because that's what's meant to happen. She will share her emotions she won't be called crazy. She won't be called emotional. She won't be called out of control. She won't be asked, what's your problem now? She will be called love. She'll be called queen. She will be called by her name, Nima. And she won't be afraid to use her voice. And the puppet master will no longer matter to her in peace. Man, so dope, so dope. <laughs> Drop mic moment Thank on that. <clears throat> Amazing. Thank you very truly. much. Amazing. That one, you know I knew, what? I that knew. one. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. I knew. I knew that regardless of off the dome or reading one that you have written, it was going to be absolutely fantastic. And you did an amazing job on that. So go ahead on um, what you was about to say. Oh, I was going to say, um, if I can, I want to read one more piece. But that piece right there was um, inspired by so many feelings because at times I think we all are in a place where we would like to think we don't, but we dance. We perform for other people, whether it's Mm -hmm. in school, whether it's on a job, whether it's in relationships, whether, um, you know, whatever it is, I think we all – and if you don't, congratulations to you. You are above and beyond anybody that I know. But mm-hmm. the majority of us have, will, or are performing for someone somewhere. And that means that there's a puppet master somewhere holding the strings, and we have to get to the point where we cut them. We have to get to the point where we cut them. And, you know, people won't call us crazy or people won't. You have to say something and somebody in your circle is always like, oh, here you go again, or what's the problem now, or what's the matter? You're like, okay, never mind. (laughs) So, you know, I think we all do that at some point somewhere in our life. And, you know, eventually you have to do your best to cut those strings, like, you know, like Pinocchio. But you won't have to get taken away by the Lost Boys. Wait, or was that Peter Pan? Whatever. The point is you won't have to get taken away where the bad boys play. <laughs> You'll be able to just dance and be free. So that's my point. That's my point. On definitely. That. Definitely feel you on that. And, yeah, the floor is yours. Definitely go ahead and if you got another one, please bless the yeah, atmosphere with wanna... you. Thank you. I just want to read this last piece. This one is called um, Cry Little Black Boy Slash Man. Cry, little black boy. Sound the alarm. What are you scared to cry for? Who told you tears were for sissies? How many monsters do you fight each night? Probably the same as me, and I'm four times your age plus three, and look at me. I've been crying for over a year straight, trying to fight back the hate those madmen create. Cry and hush no more. Cradle up on the floor. Begging to be back in your mama womb, I see. Keep your crown about you. Victory coming soon. Cry, little black boy, cry. It has nothing to do with pride. 
Show how you feel inside. Don't hide. Don't keep that poison pained and bottled up. Throw it up. Purge until there is no more. Who told you you ain't supposed to cry? Maybe a little boy told you that, and now you're the man, but guess what? You can. Cry, little black boy, man. You are at war with invisible monsters, but guess what? My arms are here. I want to hold you tight. Use them. My arms are here. Wrap yourself in them. My arms are here. I promise to hold you near. Cry, little black boy, cry. Cry, little black boy, man. They don't understand. And if they don't, (laughs) why should you give a damn? Cry, little black boy. I mean, cry, black man, in peace. Again, on the post, very, very relevant and something that is looked over. Crying is not weakness. It is a way of releasing, cleansing the spirit. And what I say in honor of my sister always, always can be looked upon as virtual prayers as well. Be joyful, be cheerful, but releasing never weakness, always strength, and empowering oneself to elevate in the struggle, out of the struggle, in the midst of the journey in this life. The two pieces that you read are definitely uh, hit home, and I know somebody needed to hear um, those pieces, but thank you uh, for that. Um, I have a question for you, though, um, that I'm kind of marinating on. I'm going to take you back a little bit, and this may sound familiar to some that are familiar with your lives, but take me back to your first public release in the book, entitled Poems, Quotes, and Thoughts Provoked. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, Poems, Quotes, and Thoughts Provoked. So that book actually, that was the first book that myself and uh, Brother Born Free worked on, um, which is crazy because I had I've had all these books kind of sitting on my shelf in notebooks and on paper and spiral notebooks, et cetera. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to get this out. It's never going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and give it to somebody and let them publish it. And I actually, uh, I was talking to him about it, and I actually told him, you know, I asked him if he would sit, you know, for an interview. I wanted to interview him because this book is a book of poetry, but it's actually a book of interviews of different poets around Philadelphia. And um, he was definitely one of the poets that I wanted to interview. And so once I got a chance to interview him, I said, you know what, I don't have anybody to, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with this book. I need to get it published. I found a publishing company, and he actually put it together for me and took one of my photos. I didn't even give him the photo. He took one off of social media, put it on the manuscript, and once I saw that, it was like, oh, snap. Like, it became a reality. And I was like, that's it. I'm off to the races. Um, it, just, it just was a great, it was a great situation. And from there, the rest is history. But I, I wrote the book, and I did the interviews, and it was such a wonderful experience. And I have to, I definitely have to give a shout out to Black Rain. Um, 
publishing because I definitely I went through uh Miss Kim Miss Kim uh to do quite a few of my books in the beginning and from there um Brother Born Free uh became my publisher and I put the rest of my books out with him and that's been a wonderful experience and it's just it's it's just a wonderful situation. But that first book that first situation set it off for me. Once I saw that cover, I was like, you know what? I got to. I have to put these books out. And it was the perfect picture, and I'm so happy that we did it. And, you know, like I said, I was down with the Black Rain uh, Publishing, and that was a wonderful experience. And I had to be there to get to Conscious Commentary Publishing, LLC, which is Brother Born Free. So I went from that to that, and it's just been a perfect situation ever since. But yeah, that first book, oh, my goodness, that was a journey. And it has a lot of erotic pieces in it, but it also has uh, what I call sexy suggestions. So it's kind of like if you're in a relationship and you need some suggestions, you can look in that book and get them. It's like, hey, get some flowers and some chocolate, run the bubble bath, you know, throw the flowers, rose petals on the floor, sip some wine, you know, all these sexy things that you can do for your partner to rekindle or keep the romance going. So um, I hope that I answered the question. I don't know, because I can talk, but I don't know. I wanted to make sure I answered the question properly. So did you get your answer in that in that response? Yeah, you definitely answered the question because it leads okay. me to my next, next question. I, I know within 14 books there are a multitude of emotions and things that you're going through and remembering. And so it was important to remember where you were in that first book, because now I take you on the journey and I go to this book, and I want to get your feelings and your emotions when you were writing and thinking about the therapeutic um, uh, soul-searching and the mental that went into writing A Withered Rose Still Blooms. Talk a little bit about that and the emotions and and where you oh, were wow. you look back on writing that Oh, wow. You know what's so crazy is from time to time, which I shouldn't, but from time to time I actually um, forget about a withered rose because it's not always in front of me. Um, But you know what? From the moment I first booked and getting up, leading up to a withered rose, I, I guess I could say or you could say I had my thing. I was like, that's it. Like I know what I want to say. I know how I want to say it. You know what I mean? But I also wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to really get into, because I've always worked as an advocate, and I work in the capacity of women against abuse and family services and things like that, and I've seen so much. So I wanted to put that out there because I didn't feel like there were enough books that people could pick up. Number one, I always feel like if you're going to write something, a lot of times people don't want to read a lot of pages. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I like what I call quick reads, um, easy to get to reads or whatever have you. You can read it on a bus, on a train, or in your office and get get right to the information, right to the meat and potatoes. Um, so with the Withered Rose, it was about domestic violence. You know, there uh, there were numbers inside of the book, websites that you can, you know, go to or numbers you can call to get help. But, you know, it's to, it was to let you know that, listen, this rose is withered. It's not dead. 
You know what I mean? So I guess I was really soul-searching because of the stuff that I saw and the stuff that I knew happened in my own family with different family members. You're not dead. You know, you may be beat up a little bit. You may be going through trials and tribulations, but you can still be watered. You're still beautiful. You can still grow. You can still leave this situation. You can still reach out for help. You're still beautiful even if you have outer scars, you know, and even if you have inner scars, you can still, you might not forget, but you can still get through it with the proper help and with the proper energy and with prayer. And that's what um, I think I grew a lot from one point to another because at first it was just about, um, you know, I was writing about sex and love and, and you know, happy, happy, joy, joy and fun and some of that. But, you know, I had to sit still and think about some of the tragedies. So that book, Over the Rose, is actually dedicated to any and everybody, man, woman, and child that has either died or going through or is going through domestic violence, that there are so many that are no longer here that can tell their story. Don't be one of those people. Get out. Do what you can. Get away. There's there's help. It won't be easy. It might be really, really hard, but someone is always listening. You know, one thing, one thing Brother Borfrey always says, he's like, you know what, if you throw a rock in a crowd, whoever it hits, that's the person it was intended for. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be throwing any rocks in the crowd, but I get the point. Like, if you got hit, then it was meant for you. They say, you know, this hits different. So if you read that book and you felt like, hey, is Nima talking to me? Then maybe I was. Maybe you needed to hear it. So I think that I was definitely in the, in the um, at that point, soul searching and wanting to give the people something extra emotional or something um, meaningful. Not that my other work wasn't, but I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to reach out to people and let them know this is what I'm offering you. This is what I'm giving you. This is a gift. Take it and use it. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, so that's that. Definitely, um, dope on every level on that. (laughs) And at this moment, I'm gonna hand the mic back to my guy, some guy named Jay. What we got going on? Oh, oh yes, oh yes. I just want to say, Nima, definitely, you're saying a lot of great things. Um, For all the listeners, everybody streaming, definitely purchase the books. You know, you can get them on Amazon. You can go to our link tree and purchase each of the books. And uh, and everything else that she has, um, and well, you know, I, we're gonna wrap it up soon, but we want hey. we want to give people an opportunity. Oh, oh, well, Nima, if you want to roll on even longer, we certainly can. I'm not saying thank um, you. I'm not saying thank you like that. No, not like thank you. Oh, Let me get out of here. You. Not uh, like that. I was no, saying no, no, thank, you, like, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Oh, I, actually, pardon me, Nima. I didn't. I couldn't hear what you said. I thought you just made a noise. <laughs> so I just. I thought that I didn't hear. I didn't hear you say thank you. I apologize. I, uh, oh, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having. Yeah, I was just saying. Hearing. Yeah, I was just saying <laughs> thank you. That's all because I really appreciate this interview and it's given me the opportunity to really, um, you know, talk about what I've done and how I feel because a lot of times when I listen to other people interviews, they, I mean, no disrespect to anybody. I, I listen to a lot of interviews and sometimes at those other uh, 
on those other platforms, they don't really give the guests a lot of uh, time to speak and tell their story. They're kind of like cutting them off and this, that, and the third. So I really appreciate you guys actually listening to what I'm saying and asking these really like in-depth questions and having me think, you know. So I just that's why I said thank you. Oh yes, oh yes, it's my pleasure. Definitely, definitely. I, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't couldn't hear it that well, so I thought it was just a random noise. <laughs> but I'm glad. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate. You're welcome. More than welcome. We appreciate you, and thank you as well. You know. Uh, yeah, that's how that's how we do. I I I want to say um, we. Uh, oh, I forgot what. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I want to say this since we are coming close to the end. Um, if anybody wants to call in, you're still welcome to do so. But uh, but if you if you don't have any questions or anything you really want to say, that's fine. But you're welcome to just call in and say, "Hey, Nima, you know I enjoyed the program. Thank you. Take care. You know you don't have to ask it. You know even if you want to just show love, you know, hey, uh, you guys did a great show. I was impressed. Blah blah blah. Keep doing your thing. You know, there doesn't have to be a question. Doesn't have to be a, you know, anything like that. You could just Simply call in and, and show praise, show thank you, show gratitude, you know. So you're welcome to do that. If you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, give us a call, 929-477-3872, and then press 1. If you're streaming from your, uh, excuse me, if you're streaming from your phone, you've already dialed the number, just press 1, and we'll bring you on. You can just, you know, just shout Nina out, hey, Nina. Nima, Nina, damn, sorry. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> How many times are you going to say that? <laughs> Yo, that, listen, that, it, listen, sometimes you got you to gotta get in the bed a little early because you wear a lot of hats. You talk about me wearing a lot of hats. You and JT <laughs> wear a lot of hats. So trust and believe. Trust and believe. Listen, I have, I have, um, I have no problem uh, taking us out with a piece, um, me, be, and you know what I mean? It's, it's totally up to you. So you can go and get some rest because guess what? They can they can uh, uh, listen to this at a later date, correct? Oh, yes. You, you can you always... gotta... Okay, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You guys can always straight right. and replay. All right, good. Cause I'm like, listen, if you need, I have no problem with that. We can, we can wrap it up. We can do whatever you like. Cause I have lots of material. I don't mind asking more questions, but I think that you guys have. I mean, you have asked some really great questions, like I said, and allowed me to really dive deep into what I'm doing, how I've been doing it. When I started doing it, you know what I mean? You covered, what do they say, the basics, the who, what, when, why, and how um, of journalism, so to speak. So, oh, yeah. it, you know, so you, you've done, guys have done an awesome job, and I really appreciate this. And people can listen when they get the time, and that is all well and good. And if I need to, listen, I can take us out with a piece or – you could just go ahead and, you know, do what you need to do, and I'll just stay on the phone until we're, you know, until you give your sponsors and do whatever you have to do on that end. Oh, yes. Well, definitely. We want you to take us out with a piece. 
Uh, but I just want to give an opportunity. If anybody wants to say anything right quick, you're welcome to do so before we officially wrap it up. So, uh, again, if you're streaming from an app, third-party website, link, and you don't have the number, that number is 929-477-3872, and then press 1. And you can just say, hey, Nima, great show. I loved it. Hey, fellas, you did your thing. Ask the questions, blah, blah, blah. You know, it doesn't have to be a question. It don't have to, you know, just, hey, you know, good show, and hang up. You know what I'm saying? As I, you can do that. Or you, can, you know, okay, you yeah. You have to tell us who you are. I'm calling it anonymous. You did, you did, you did a show. <laughs> you know? Well, um, I'm telling uh, you already, good show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You, you. you made it that way. You know, you're a great guest. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I, well, I do have a few questions myself before you take us out with a piece. Um, for the art room, how do you mm-hmm. what, how do you go? Thank you for having me on too. I know I was on back in uh, twenty one, I believe, and uh, yes. yeah, we had a great conversation. Yes. How do, how do yes, you go about? Uh, oh yeah, I loved it. I enjoyed myself. How do you go about selecting guests, or uh, you know, is there any particular uh, what you look for, or anything like that? No, well, what I what I do look for is first of all, I have a huge circle, so I already kind of know who I want to have on. You know what I mean? So if I reach out to you, I already have in my mind I want to have this person on. But I also uh, what I do is I like to have people that are, and I give this little speech. I say, you know, if you are a poet, published author, singer, songwriter business person, entrepreneur, you know, I, those are the people that I look for. And then I say anyone that's doing something positive, creative for themselves, their community, or to help others, you know, that's kind of what I do. But my circle is full of beautiful people like you and JT and Big Woo and Tammy Thomas and, you know, Lavina Poetic Empress and the list goes on and on. So I have such a, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Such a huge pond to fish out of. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just kind of think about it like, who do I want to have on? You know, but I also look at what you guys have going on. Like you have so many different things that you're doing. You know, I know that you're not always available. So I have to look at, okay, what's his schedule? I know he has these, this, 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 or she has this, this, and this. So it probably would be really hard to get them on. I probably would have to wait months and months to get them. So, you know, that's what I look at. And um, I just drop in the inbox and say, hey, you know, I want to know if you were interested in coming into the art room with Nima and having a conversation. I used to say interview, but people, I realized when I said interview, people kind of shied away from that. So I started saying, you know, conversation. You know, and I would say, let's just talk. Let's just have a, a organic conversation. I can send you the questions in your inbox if you want me to, or we could just shoot from the hip. So that's that's pretty much how I do it. And I've kind of been on hiatus a little bit, but I picked it back up recently, and I've had some wonderful guests like JT has been on already, and um, Tammy Thomas has been on, and uh, – Oh, goodness. Lavina Poetic Empress is coming on 
So it's you know it's been it's been some people on there you know that are that have been wonderful guests and it's just an, another way to connect and help each other promote and you know you one hand washes the other together we wash the face. Oh yes, oh yes, I love that. Definitely, one hand washes the other, and we and we wash the face. Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh, I had another question. I should have wrote it down. It came to me while we were talking. I forgot. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess it'll 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 come back to me. I mean, you know. Uh, but uh, but until then, um, JT, is there anything else you want to add before we you know move forward? Yeah, I want to ask Nima her thoughts on um, something I've seen recently on. Uh, social media. We hear a lot about, you know, you created the end with uh, Brother Born Free, the Love Thy Brother Day. Talk to me a little bit about my sisters. And when I say the phrase to you, my sister's keeper, what does that mean to you and what do you derive from that statement? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, to meet my sisters and my sister's keeper, it means being responsible, being, first of all, being accountable uh, for your, we got to deal with ourselves first. I always say you have to clean up your own backyard before you um, help somebody with theirs. But, you know, realizing our strengths, our weaknesses, and our our truths, and you got to be very careful with that, our truths and who we are, but helping our sisters, helping one another to realize who they are, helping them along, helping them to come into the knowledge of self. Um, and that's not always easy. Um, it can be very hard. In fact, you can get a lot of opposition. But, you know, that's that's what it means to me, just, you know, helping not just, but helping your sister along. And it may be she's falling down. You need to help her get back up. How do you do that? What tools do you use? You can't use the same tools for everybody. What tools do you use? Meaning you have to know, you have to get to know this queen. You have to get to know this sister, whether it's sister to sister or whether we're talking about the brothers helping the sisters. Um, And that's why I actually wrote the other book because I said, you know what? Yes, we're talking about the kings and peace king, but that's why I wrote the book Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? and dedicated it to the sisters because we need each other. That's the bottom line. We need, I don't care uh, what your uh, sexual preference is, and I, I really don't want to get into that, but we need each other. Men and women need each other. You might not have a man to lean on, but that doesn't mean you don't need one. You might have to do without, and vice versa. You may not have a woman, but that doesn't mean you don't need one. You might just do fine or do the best you can without her, but we all need each other. We need to lean on each other. We need each other's help. And my sister's keeper means if she falls short, you're helping her. If she's wrong, don't, you know, don't uh, slam it in her face and, and kick her to the ground, which we have so much of this day and age. But keep her uplifted. Encourage her. You know, make her happy. Give her a piece of bread. You know, give her a handshake or a hug or help promote her. Help Help her um, find herself. Help her with her work. Help her to remember her worth. 
whatever you know, whatever the case may be. Um, it's so many, so many different levels to this response. You know, that question is so layered that it's like, oh crap. But the best answer that I can possibly give is, you know, like I said, knowing yourself, standing, you know, being accountable, you know, and being transparent and being there for your sister, being there for your sister, loving on your sister, not hating. And that doesn't mean you have to let somebody walk all over you, but just being there to say, hey, I'm here. Let's talk. Um, You know, I hate to sound like this, but uh, Diana Ross said it best. Reach out and touch someone's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. Um, That's because I listen to a lot of music, okay? But it's true. Reach out and touch your sister's hand. Make this world a better place. Sometimes we are begging. We're begging for help. We're begging for that hand, and you won't know it. Because they won't, you know, people don't know how to ask for help or say what they mean and mean what they say. So sometimes we're playing a guessing game, but be there if you can. Be there if you can. You know, when you see that cup, her cup running low, if you have enough, you may not have enough. If you don't have enough to pour into her, find another pitcher of water. Find somebody else that can pour into her the way she needs to be poured into so that she can get herself together, get herself up, and, and move it along. But we have to do it together. We can't do it by ourselves. Um, yeah, that's the best answer I have for that. Perfect oh, yeah. segue to my, to my next question because I really wanted to get – I really wanted to get your opinion on this when I was reading on it. So <clears throat> as I was preparing for the interview, I wanted to get your feeling on the story that dropped this week. Uh, deeming that one of Aretha Franklin's songs, Natural Woman, was deemed uh, offensive. And I wanted to get your take on uh, <laughs> how you felt about that when you seen that. And why would someone find that uh, song offensive? Jeez Louise. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I did see that. It drove me crazy. It pissed me off. Um, and and uh, I believe that it said. Now, don't quote me because I have to go back and read it. So, um, so please, people, do not get my inbox and say, "Well, that's not what it said." And it just said, I believe it said that they wanted to get rid of the song because it was offensive to the trans community. I believe. So, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But um, if that's the case. We we need to stop. Whoever said that needs to stop. Stop, stop, stop. We are so busy trying to cancel people and songs and things like that. It's sickening to me. It's sickening to me. Because here's the thing. And and you know, we can all agree to disagree. And if it don't apply to you, as I often say, let it fly. If it don't apply, let it fly. We are <laughs> we are a melting pot of uh especially my family, but that's nonetheless. We are a melting pot of uh ethnicity, sexuality, uh religion, political beliefs, whatever. Everybody has the right to believe and be happy and, and be free and do what they want to do. I always say, I don't care how you live, 
do what makes you happy unless you're uh, hurting, out there hurting, killing people, and, and doing horrible things. Um, we're spending too much time worrying about canceling people. That is utterly ridiculous, and whoever thought it needs to sit down somewhere because we are not canceling anything that the Queen of Soul put out, okay? Aretha Franklin was, is a legend, icon. She fought for civil rights, okay? She fought for the rights of black, white, different genders. She did all of that, okay? And, in fact, quite a few of her songs are constantly the same song at a lot of clubs that I that I've uh, gone to, okay. And when I say that, I'm saying gay clubs, all kinds of clubs, okay, where they do drag, all of it. She was for everybody, okay. I'm sick of it. What we need to be canceling. We're so busy worrying about canceling songs, is that we need to be canceling hunger. Let's cancel racism. Let's cancel sexism. That song is not hateful or geared towards hating. Guess what? Just like we have gay pride, guess what? That is a song about having pride in a man and a woman's relationship. As a woman, you can't tell me how to feel about my man. If he makes me feel like a natural woman, then that's what I am. Now, if I was a trans woman, I would say, he makes me feel like a trans woman, okay? But whatever. You talk about what you know about. If Aretha was a trans, then she would have said, you make me feel like a natural trans woman, okay? But she wasn't. She was made to feel like a natural woman, and that's what it is. What is the problem? I don't see a problem with it. Everybody has a song for their community for them. And here's the thing. It's so sad because I actually heard somewhere um, on the bus, because I'm always listening to people talk. I heard people actually discussing and saying how, oh, wow, soon <laughs> there will be no more heterosexual people. And somebody like, heterosexual? Ugh, that's weird. Who wants to be heterosexual? Like, what? What's happening here? Like, what? I don't care what you want to be. Be happy, but do not try to cancel people without canceling death. We haven't canceled death. And when I say death, I don't mean natural death because we all have to go. But we haven't canceled out people dying in the street for no reason. We haven't canceled out hunger. We haven't canceled out child abuse. We haven't canceled out domestic violence. We haven't canceled out so many things that are killing our people. We haven't canceled COVID. We haven't canceled AIDS. We haven't canceled cancer. We haven't canceled homelessness. Are you freaking kidding me? Get out of here with that. I'm I'm so, like, I think it was ridiculous, and I'm saying it as a, a woman, okay? And I'm sure I can speak for some of my family members that are gay, lesbian, trans, and so forth. We all love Aretha Franklin, and ain't nobody canceling Aretha Franklin. So um, in the words of, um, oh, Ray Charles, hit the road, Jack. Don't come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. That's all I have to say on that. No doubt. I mean, we're giving them a little piece of what we do on Big Wood Radio tonight on the Digital Meet and Greet. We got Nima Silent Star L in the building right now. 
Big shout out to my brother and Dope Dreams founder, Nick Fault, who is streaming tonight. Uh, big shout out to him. Uh, Nima, want to get into um, some more um, of your insight? It's very important, man. We, you know, we got you on. We don't always get the um, get in the conversation with you, so it's great to be able to get your insight and your thoughts and opinions. It doesn't mean that everybody has to agree with it, but it's good to right. get um, a different uh, perspective um, on things, and, and especially with everything that we're facing uh, in this country and in everyday life. So let me ask you, you are in the city of Philly, the city of quote-unquote brotherly love. What do you see on a day-to-day basis in your city that defines uh, what the city life really is and how has it affected you as a person, um, you know, living and being in Philly? I feel like I'm gonna meet the press. <laughs> like we just got, we just got extra, extra deep, you know. Um, um, living in the city, and let me tell you what I what I see every single day. I see hardworking people. I see um, people that defy the odds. Uh, I see people that get beat down and they get back up. They're fighters. I see people that even though they're struggling, they're like, you know what? We can do this. We got this. We can win. Yes, all this stuff is going on around us, all this, uh, you know, things that you see in the inner city, you know, different things like that. But you know what? We're resilient. Let's step back. Let's take a closer look. Okay, let's lace our boots. I see a lot of my brothers and sisters with their boots laced. I see a lot of brothers and sisters, people in general, humanity, like just when you think, oh, my goodness, here we go again, there's a bright light. Just when you think, oh, gosh, what happened now? There's a bright light. So I see a lot of, um, like, you know, you had that, that comeback kid, you know, that, that underdog. Like just when you thought all hope was gone, look, uh-oh. We got this. We're coming back. We're winning. Oh, wow, we up against the ropes. How can we get off the ropes? Oh, okay, we're going to do the alley shuffle and the rope-a-dope. Okay, they might think we're going down. They might think it's, it's this way and that way. But look, they tired now. They tired of beating us down. Okay, this is where we are. So I see a lot of determination. I see a lot of, um, like I said, hardworking people, determination. And that kind of helps me. You know, it it kind of helps define who I am. Like, you know what? Look at my city. You know, people come from all over the world to come to this city. For what? Because we have something to offer. For what? Because we're a bright light. For what? Because they hear about us. They want to see for themselves. For what? Because we have some of the best food. For what? Because we have some of the best stages and things like that. For what? Because we're the home of the 2008 World Series champions, you know, baseball. For what? Because the Eagles won the Super Bowl, you know. And for what? Because we kicking behind right now, our Eagles. You know, there's so many different reasons that people want to come to Philadelphia and see and, and, and get a taste of and move here. So many people are moving here and it's being built up so much. So that 
helps me day to day. You know, it defines like, yo, Mima is persistent. She's a go-getter. She's a fighter. She's like her city. She's a fighter. She's going to do what she can to keep it moving. If she get knocked down, she's going to get back up. If she's up against the ropes, she's going to find a way to get off the ropes. She's going to use all her tools to build a good house, but she's going to make sure that she has a good foundation first. If the foundation is not cool where she's at, she's going to find it somewhere. And that's how my city is, and that's that's how I am. You know, you can't be, and there's no disrespect to any other city. I love all of you, but you can't be from the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, brotherly love, sisterly affection, and all those other things, and not be, not have your, your, your boots laced, you know, and not be ready to go, not be ready to um, put up or shut up. So, you know, I think... I think that that is um, all of that. All of that helps define who I am, and that's what my city, that's what I see every day with my people, and it helps define who I am. So now that we've talked about the city that you're from, oh, 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 oh. JT, 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 hold on, hold on. Um, We're coming close to it, and and we've got a caller wanting to come in right quick. So uh, let's go ahead and get the caller in right quick, and then we'll we'll get back to the question. Caller in the five, uh, excuse me, five four zero four nine eight. You're on the air. Who is this? Yo yo. Hey, who is this? Hello. It's Hello? Nick as always. Who Owens? Nick as always. Nick as always. How you doing? Yes. I'm good, What's up, bro. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, yeah, done. I, I I just wanted to bring up what I just before you guys kept moving forward, I would like to just ask, um you brought up a really good point about the cancel culture and how that was negative and then, you know, J T uh brought up the positives which you you know, you really went in the positive of your city. I would like to just ask, like, how do you navigate um, as an artist through those two different channels where sometimes it's always cancel culture and then, you know, sometimes it's always love? So I think that's a hard part that artists go through, and I was just asking your opinion about that. You know what? That I Look, I, I hate to sound like this because people always say, that's a very good question, but it is. Um, and I actually navigate very well through it because because my family is so diverse. I get to see the positive and the negative of those different aspects. So I have people in my family that are a part of the cancel culture, but then I have people in my family that are so far away from it that they don't want to hear anything about it. So I actually am that family member that rides between all of it, and people feel comfortable sharing their stories with me and their information, and they kind of gravitate to me when it comes to my writing, and that's why some of my writing, I've had people call me or inbox me and ask me, which I never discuss, but they ask me, you know, well, what is my sexual preference? Because according to some of my work, they think I'm this way, and they think I'm that way, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. 
who I am. I'm a human being, and I love to write. But I navigate really well. And because I live in this city and I see so much of everything and I hang out everywhere, it helps my writing. I've never had a problem with any of it. I navigate pretty well right. through it. Yeah, no, I love that. Also, if I could say one thing, too, about the cancel culture, which what you were saying is that a big thing is self-entitlement. Like, what makes – like, it's not about you always. You, how are you going to say a song from 80 years ago was about you? Like, as the time evolves, songs evolve. So people right. now, oh, that song doesn't relate to you now with the with the last topic we were talking about, not to bring bring it back up. But, you know, like, what is okay. – like, it's not about you. And I think that's a big thing that people have some sort of self-entitlement where it's not about you. You can't just right. let it live. You want to let you live in your lane, but you, you can't live in the lane where you're a natural woman could be a natural woman. It wasn't right. about you. Right. I love your, your topic on that and your opinion on that. But um, I'll let you guys get back to it. Thank you guys for having me on as always. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I totally agree with that. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, like <laughs> it ain't about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. That is so true. You know what? I wish we hey, get a shirt with that. I want you to get a shirt made with that on it. It's not about you. We all should have shirts like that. So somebody hey, get that shirt hey, made, please. Hey, JT, write that down. You already know. Hey, let's do business plan. We're going to get shirts made. Yes, get that made. I will buy one. It's not about you. Yes. Just like somebody Dude. telling me they want to they don't like what I wrote in my book because I said, I'm like, but these are neighbor's books. You don't understand. <laughs> right. There you go. It's not about you. All right. We just found a new movement here. Let's copyright this on there. Yes. Make sure it's on the rent. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for having me on. I think Jason has a question for you guys to move forward. Sorry. I, I just wanted to throw my little opinion in there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Nick. Go ahead and take you off some claps. Thank thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. And uh, also, Nima, um, Tammy Thomas is listening. Uh, She's a little under the weather, so she said she would have called in. I know. It spoke. But she she said that uh you know the poem was dope and you know everybody's doing a great job on the show. Thank yeah, you, Tammy. I love Tammy. Yeah, I know she's not feeling well. Feel better, Tammy. Oh yes, indeed, indeed. Thank you, Tammy. Yes, we all love Tammy. What a clap! Yes. Clap for Tammy. I'm serious though. Y'all need to get that shirt made. It's not about you. I'm telling you, that's a new movement. He just said it. That's a heck of a movement. Every time they come with this yeah. cancel stuff, it ain't about you. I'm serious. We're going to do a JT on the phone, too. We're going to make that happen. Yes. Yeah, we're going to oh, get yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about it. Now. <laughs> it ain't about you. Yeah, now. 
Now, I want to say that I saw... Now, now I want to say I don't know how, how true it is because uh, I saw on, on a comment somewhere like an additional thing. They're saying that the actual, the thing about the canceling thing, that that's just some kind mm-hmm. of uh, out of, out of uh, uh, what do you call it, like a rumor <laughs> that no, that no uh, extremists actually say anything about canceling it. Somebody made a joke about it, and then the joke became, you know, how the, the joke became the uh they're saying oh they're trying to cancel it but but they're actually nobody actually said that it's like it's some, it was a it was a, a joke that got out of hand i was reading that on something else that said that that nobody's actually hey, trying hey, to hey, what'd you say can i say something yeah oh, i also want to add this too though but but i know i mean it's so much of this cancel stuff happening i mean it's it sounds about right anyway <laughs> you know what I mean? Because everybody's getting sensitive, and 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 especially the, you know, certain communities that you know they they you know they they they're getting in their feelings about stuff that they shouldn't be getting their feelings into, like we like we just discussed. So even if somebody just made that up, I mean the climate is like that now where people are trying to cancel stuff anyway, that it sounds real, you know. Can I comment on that if I can? Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, no, it is real. We made a song on, on a Kanye beat that we put out on Busy Page, and um, we had 17,000 views. That was like a week before Kanye said that crazy stuff on the Internet. They took mm-hmm. like 10,000 away from that. So they, they are, they're serious about that cancel culture. It does exist. Like, they, you can't get canceled. No, no, cancel culture like, does they, exist. No, 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 I'm not. I didn't say cancel culture doesn't exist. I was talking about that particular article about the the uh, Aretha Franklin thing. No, I was just saying, yeah, no, it does exist. That's all I was saying. I'm, I'm... Oh yeah, cancel culture definitely exists. <laughs> but I, yeah, but I, I, yeah, they were saying that the Aretha Franklin one was uh, uh, an, uh, uh, a rumor that became. Uh, people think it's real now, but so I mean, so much stuff like that's happening that we think it's all real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they, they're trying to cancel everybody for every little thing. You know? Oh yeah, you can never tell. That's why. That's why everyone's everyone's on their on eggshells. I guess is what you say at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there was another thing I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting getting late. <laughs> I can't remember my comments or anything. I um, told you, you you can go to bed. That's what I told you. <laughs> you, got, you got interviews on top of interviews on top of interviews. Listen, I appreciate the time that I had. You guys have allowed me to talk about everything possible and express myself and read pieces. My goodness, like what? Please. This has been <laughs> awesome. Nobody ever gives you. I think y'all just love me because... You don't usually get this much time on other platforms, so I appreciate all of it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's give some claps for it. Uh, now, we only got five minutes left, but, JT, I want you to get your question in right quick, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Do you think you can still do a piece, too, Nima? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, okay, I'm keeping JT, it short and sweet. Um, 
Nima, I want to um, ask you, now that we know the city that you're from, tell me the city that you one day want to travel to and it would define and complete your journey if you travel to this city. And then please bless us with a peace after your answer. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. <laughs> That's a good question. So many cities. But, you know, honestly, um, I could say a lot of different cities for vacation purposes. But I want to travel. I need to get to the city where my, my brothers, uh, Big Wu and JT, are. I need to get there because I need to uh Perform. I need to get on stage with with my my family members. I need to be a part of. We are already a part of one another, but I need to physically um, be a part of that energy because you guys have actually all been in one place at the same time, and I I haven't been. You know, you and Wu and and JB and Ayana and just you know all of you have been together at different events. And for me, even though I could go so many different places, I feel like, you know, I, my journey has to bring me there at some point. So that way we can all physically hug one another so we could all sit down and break bread together, pray together, share the same energy. But also um, I want to take the stage and, and perform, you know, while my brothers and sisters is in the building. I think um for me I think that would be um wow. I think that would be really not just awesome but a blessing at the same time because you know, you guys are my family. You know, you guys are my family and you know, I just wanna come down that way and, and bless you guys and you guys bless me and yeah and that's pretty much it. So you guys can, you know, you know who I am, but I feel like the city needs to see who I am, if that makes sense. Yeah, that was a dope answer, uh, truly. Yeah. That that would definitely complete that particular uh, chapter and fulfill a lot. Everybody yeah, probably yeah. seeing us all in the same room at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. We need to do a, sh- a, a show together. And, um, so since I said that I want to come down there and show the city who I am, I think I will uh, end this with um, the piece called I Am, if that's okay. Oh, yes, go yes, ahead. Ma'am. All right. So I'm going to start this. She is, look at her. She's faced the hardest time you could imagine. And many times her eyes fall back to tears. Look at her. She thinks she the shit. Look at her. I know what she been through. Yeah, she act like she hasn't been through hell. She's still walking around with that smile on her face like nothing ain't happened. But we know she's supposed to be. Who she thinks she is? She is. I mean, I am. See, I swung until I touched the sky. That's who I be, sat on the side of the pool like Dorothy Dandridge and allowed my toes to dance in the water until they emptied it. I ran through the green grass talking to the ancestors, created myself, and then guess what? Recreated myself because I am that sister. 
walked into the woods and gave birth to me. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. You are my offspring. Let the birds sing. Let the bells ring. I am the brown bomber, black beauty, the blackness. Mother Nature is what they call me. Afro perm, beaded or braided back, proud to be black. <laughs> Ain't nothing that I lack. I am the tone of skin. No makeup needed. Life source. I'm the total fucking force. Firm hips, full tits, juicy lips. Shit. <laughs> Like oak brown eyes heaven between these thighs and when I kiss. I am the cry in the dark. I am the fire that lit the damn spark. I am the voice of the people. Hell, baby. I am the original woman and the motherfucking sequel in peace. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The class wasn't ready on time, but definitely we appreciate that. Oh, here we go. All right, thank Nima, you so thank much. you. Oh, yes, thank you as well. All right, you all don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Good night. Right. <laughs> Good night. Good night. God bless. 